Pastor, I've been hit with some fear. It won't work. Oh, I sure am stressed, Pastor. It won't work. The anxiety's got me. It don't work. You know what, Brother Paul? Cancer don't work either. I lost my job. It won't work. I'm struggling right now. Won't work. No weapon for will prosper. Ain't no heartache. It won't work. Sadness. It won't work. Let me tell you. I can't list all the weapons that the enemy has. It's, it's probably more than I can number or all of us together could number. But no matter how great the number, it won't work. He's got 8,460,000,000 traps to throw at us. Still won't work. Pastor, he's been doing this since the beginning of time. He's got our number. It won't work. Well, when you trust God and you serve that living God, hey, hit me with your best shot. It won't work. Whatever you feel like's your most deadliest weapon, it won't work. Not fear, not doubt, not discouragement. It won't work. I'm thankful today for this mighty God. The Bible says he's the mighty God. I'm thankful for the mighty God, the almighty, the everlasting, the forgiver of all my iniquity, the healer of all my diseases. I'm thankful for him today. Would you give him another hand? Give him a shout. Aren't you thankful for the Lord? It's hard not to just preach that song when they sing that. It's just, it's almost like, I don't know how to get them off the platform after that because it's just like, we, you can just preach that song because we face stuff every day. And it seems like when we feel like we got our feet up, we face something else. But we have to remember, like, not just what the song said, but that it's backed up with Scripture that there is no weapon formed against God's people that will work. It won't prosper. Now, it didn't say it wouldn't be formed. It didn't even say it wouldn't be used. It just said it won't prosper. In other words, it won't do what it was intended to do. Whenever you face a trial test like that, the enemy would love for you to just quit, walk away. He doesn't so much care about how you feel whether you feel good or bad, he just don't want you serving God. So if he can get you to enjoy something else, you think, well, I still feel good. But he got you right where he wants you. But when you trust God, you'll see through those things. That's why the scripture says we are not ignorant concerning his devices. And so we've got, I think, a little step up. You know, uh, maybe, I guess we've seen so much and been through so much. And, you know, I guess Adam and Eve had a, you know, we can't be too hard on them. I don't know that she'd ever heard a serpent talk before. This is new. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's what deceived her. I don't know. But we're not ignorant concerning his devices. So when them little whisperings come, Oh, you'll be more like God. You'll be better off. It won't work. You're not getting me with your whispers. <laughs> not getting me with your lies, with your deception. I'm going to trust God, and I'm going to make it through. How about you? Hallelujah. God's good to us. Appreciate our choir and our music today. Give them a hand. Thank you, honey. Good job today by everybody. I appreciate our media team and everybody that just participates, our ushers and greeters and and all of our people and our worshipers and praisers. Thank you for making every service tremendous. It ain't just one or two. It's all of us together. 
Luke 17, if you have your Bibles, a few scriptures today, familiar story. Again, thank you to all of our visitors that are with us today. Appreciate you being here. So grateful for you. Luke 17, 11 through 19. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, only one, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Well, I hope God doesn't ever have to ask where I'm at. After all he's done for me, I sure hope he never has to look around and say, where is he at? (laughs) Oh, They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. I want to preach for a few moments on this. Be the one. Be the one. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your presence that we feel today. Thank you for the blessings that are without number, the benefits you load us with daily. And I thank you now for this word of God. Pray, Lord, that you'll anoint these lips of clay. Help me for just a few moments, Lord, as I preach to your people. Feed us with this word. Let us grow and be made better. God, we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap and a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just give him some praise for a moment. Hallelujah. He's worthy of glory and honor today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. As you're seated, look at your neighbor and tell them, be the one. We ought to encourage one another to be the one. There's two cries, I guess you could say, in this story. There's a cry for help. And the cry for help is powerful. And uh, it's another thing that we can trust God in is that cry for help. When we think about what Peter said, 1 Peter 3 and 12, he said, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, but then also in his ears are open unto their prayers. Man, that's a tremendous comfort to know today that God is listening to me. I know I need to be listening to God, but that's a given. We're his creation. But to know that the creator, the savior, the deliverer, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, this alpha omega beginning and ending, this uh, great healer, this lamb of God is listening to me. And that cry for help, is, it's an attention getter. You know, we, we, one thing that we do with our kids growing up is we teach them if they're lost or they get away from us is just, you know, to cry out. I know where you're at. You know, to, to yell, holler, do something so I'll, I'll know how to find you. You know, uh, if you're lost and you just sit down and be quiet, I can't find you. I need you to cry out so I can come get you and help you. And, you know, we teach them that if, well, they used to teach us anyway when we were in, in grade school. I don't know what they teach them now, but said if a stranger comes up to you, it was always a stranger offering candy. I don't know why. It's, you know, but it's like, uh, you know, if you see a stranger, then just as loud as you can, stranger, stranger, stranger. And, and it would get attention and, and help and, and prevent Maybe you being abducted, that's what, it used to terrify us when we were kids. Just like you saw somebody you didn't know, <laughs> stranger, <laughs> won't anybody touch me. So we would, 
you know, we teach them, but Christ, or if you were out in the middle of the lake and you, all of a sudden you're cramping up, you can't swim, you'll be, help, trying to get somebody's attention. I, I need help, somebody to get me. I want uh, attention brought to my situation. And, and uh, the thing about God is that when you do that, he's going to respond. As children of God, we cry to him when we're in trouble, in a storm, in a fire, in a valley, in a dark place, in sickness, in fear. We just cry out. We want help. We want deliverance. We want comfort, healing. So we cry out, and then God is faithful to do what he always does. Psalm 34 and 6 said, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his trouble. Not this rich man, not this talented man, not this educated man, not this good-looking man, not this uh, you know, famous man, but this poor man. A man who had nothing to offer but his cry for help and his love for God. And the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his trouble. I, I, I won't, uh, reading this story here, these lepers were, were crying out, uh, to the Lord to be healed, and but you know, it says it's just one that goes back to glorify God. It takes faith to be healed, but I want the kind of faith that'll go past miracles and take me on to praise. I want the kind of faith that'll turn me around and cause me to fall on my knees and lift my voice and glorify God. Yeah, I want miracles, but, but there's more to, to life and living for God than just miracles. I want to bless Him and praise Him and honor Him with my lips. I want to offer up this sacrifice of praise. Uh, uh, you know, the Bible says we enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. I, I can't even get into His court without that praise on my lips. I want to be able to praise Him. I want the he's done too much for me. I don't want Jesus looking around saying uh, all these miracles and where is he at? I changed his life by what I did. Where is he at? In Psalm 107, you'll read a scripture that's read over and over again. I didn't give you this. Don't worry about it. Uh, But it it says this same scripture in Psalms 107, 6, 13, 19, and 28. It gives different scenarios of trouble in people's lives. And at the end of the trouble that it describes, it says, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. It didn't matter what happened. In one place it said they were at their wit's end. But when they cried, God heard them and he delivered them. Luke 18 and 7, the Lord said, And shall not God... Avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. God is going to come through. We are taught to cry out to God in our trouble. And we should because he is our strong tower. He is our deliverer. He is our healer and our savior. He is our faithful and true and he will always come through. We cry out to him and we trust him and we need him. And then look what he will do. He'll answer. He healed these lepers, 10 lepers. Now, let me tell you, when they came to Jesus, they were outcast. When they got to him, they were lepers. I, you know, probably all in different stages of their condition. But from the very moment they were diagnosed with leprosy, there was a reality that met them, Brother Larry. They knew that their life would never be the same. Be no more living with the family. We've got to live somewhere else. I can't shake hands with my neighbor. I can't hug my children. I can't hug my wife. I can't uh, touch their furniture. I can't touch their clothing. I can't enter their house. Uh, There's a reality here that my life is going to be uh, different and not in a good way for the rest of my life. But then Jesus shows up. And I'll tell you, whatever reality you're facing right now, you know, cancer's real. Yeah. Losing a job, that's real. 
autoimmune disease, lupus, all that stuff, it's real. And the reality is, is that as long as I'm enduring with this, cancer is going to be trying to do what it does. But let me tell you something that's more real than your reality. Jesus is more real than anything you're facing. He's above everything that you're facing. His name's above every name. It's above cancer and lupus. It's above the name of stress and anxiety and depression. And, and if every human knee is going to bow, you can believe every spiritual knee is going to bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And these guys came to him. They couldn't come up and grab him, touch him, but they, they, we need that healing we need that help. We, we, we've got to, they said they stood far off. So they had to lift up their voice. That means they wouldn't like, hey, Jesus, could you come? Could you come over here? Psst. Psst. It's not working. But whatever expectation they had in him, it caused them to lift their voice and cry out. They got a little louder. Hey, 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 Jesus, have mercy on us. Master, have mercy on us. That cry for help is an attention getter. But without him, they had no hope of healing. They had no hope of a regular life. But Jesus made the difference. When nothing else would work, there's no cure for that stuff. There's no salve being bought or sold. There's no pill for them to take that was going to do away with leprosy. They were expecting to die with or from leprosy. But when Jesus got done, they go on their way. And as they go on their way, they see something happening, something miraculous transforms in their body. And they begin to rejoice as they go on their way. They're no doubt thinking these husbands are like, I'm fixing to go hug my wife. I'm fixing to go hug my kids. I'm going to uh, get to go back home and sleep in my bed. I'm, uh, my life has been restored. I have a future now. I can go back to my job. I've got promise. I am free from the curse of this terrible disease. And Jesus has done the same thing to us. The Bible says that sin or iniquity separates us from God. The scripture said that, describing us as Gentiles, that we were not even a people before him. But the blood of Jesus has brought us. We've been grafted in. He's taken us that were sinful and washed the sin away. The things that caused us to have to stand afar off and and cry out, Lord, have mercy. He's, He's done away with those things. And if we draw nigh to him, he draws nigh to us. We cried out in our trouble. We cried out in repentance. We cried out. In sorrow and, and God forgave us and we were baptized in his name and our sins were washed away. And I hope that as we realize that now I have a new life when the Holy Ghost moved in, that we did not forget to turn around and fall on our knees. And with a loud voice, glorify God. When you realized what he had done in your life, Did you find something welling up inside of you that I cannot just go on and act like nothing's happened? I've got to praise this Savior. See, there were two two cries going out in this story. There was a cry for help, and it got the attention of the Master. But then there was a a big cry of praise and, and God getting the glory and one lifting up a loud voice, not saying, help me again, but saying, thank you. For giving me my life back. Thank you for changing my situation. Thank you for being mindful of me. And you didn't have to because I'm a stranger. The scripture said he was a stranger. He was a Samaritan. But Jesus didn't care if he was a Samaritan. He didn't care if he was a stranger. He cried out to him in faith. And Jesus is faithful to us. And when we cry out to him, I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. I don't care where you are. If you lift up your voice to the master, have mercy on me. 
He is faithful today to take care of all of your trouble. But I hope, I really hope to God that once we have been touched, that we will not lose sight of who did the work and that we will find a place where we will fall down and lift up our voice and glorify God. I don't want to just have a voice that cries out in trouble. I want to have a voice that lifts up and praises this King of Kings and this Lord of Lords. He has been too good to me not to praise him. He bought me with his own blood. I've got to praise him. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. I've got to praise him. We need somebody to be the one that will stand up and glorify God. Woo! If God's done something for you, I wish you could just stand up right now and lift your hands. Come on, just for a moment. Just stand to your feet and glorify the Lord for a moment. Come on now. Oh, who's going to be the one to praise him? Who's going to be the one to be the example? Who's going to be the one to turn around and lift up the Savior? Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated for a moment. When Jesus got done with us, the ugliness of our past, of our failures, of our faults washed away, cleansed. He made something beautiful out of lives that had one horrible destination. He made something beautiful out of yours and mine, our lives. And then he gives us this promise of eternity with him. Don't lose your voice of praise. Be the one in the middle of all of it that will, I hope you won't be the only one, but be the one that will stand up and lift your voice and glorify God. Don't let your cry for help be louder than your praise to God. Don't let the only time you lift your voice be when you're in trouble. But lift your voice when things are going good. Lift your voice when things are going bad. Cry out to him, sure, it'll get his attention. But give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Praise is a weapon. You ought to put it on. Praise is a weapon. You ought to shout it out. Praise is a weapon. You ought to use it. For your advantage. Let me tell you, once he's worked in your life, I told you, once he's given you that garment of praise, once he's done that, you need to keep it on all the time. Because you're going to need that praise. Ten cried out need, but it was one loud voice that glorified God. Be the one. It was one, one loud voice. You know, we've got to get out of this mentality. I see people all the time when it gets around election time. Well, I'm just one person. My vote don't count. So they don't vote. But do you know how many other people are saying that? And all of a sudden, it's not just one, but it's thousands of one. And that makes a difference. But when everybody gets in the same mindset and elections are are made and things happen and we see all kind of stuff that we wanted to see. Forget about politics. Don't ever think I'm just one person. My praise don't mean nothing. If everybody starts thinking like that, going to be some dead, silent churches. There's going to be some saints getting used for punching bags. There's going to be some saints getting used for doormats. There's going to be some people backsliding and leaving God. But when everybody says, I'm going to be the one that will glorify God. You might just be the one that will inspire somebody. Hey, I think I'll glorify God too. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let's exalt his name together. 
This ain't something I want to do on my own. I don't want to be, I want to be the one, but I don't want to be the only one. I want to lift my voice in praise to God and I want somebody to get in on it with me. You can't beat scripture. And I said this the other night, I think in prayer, but the Bible says two are better than one. You might be good on your own, but you ain't as good as you'll ever be. You'll always be better with somebody else. Oh, I, I, I've, I have arrived. I'm here. I'm the best praiser. I'm the best singer. I'm the best preacher. No, you ain't. Not unless you got somebody with you. You'll never be as good as you can be without that because two are better than one. And let me tell you, it's, it's one thing when you see one guy shooting down the road, lifting up his voice and praising, but even Jesus said, where are the nine? Whoa, they ought to be a celebration happening right now. It ought to be really loud. There ought to be a commotion going on right now. But it's just this one. And see, the, the nine don't even realize what they missed. Because, sure, they were healed and going on their way, but Jesus, this guy got a word after his miracle. He got uh, some direction, some affirmation, and the Lord, arise, go your way. You got a plan now. You got a path to walk. Your faith has made you whole. You won't be wondering if I did a work. You're whole. Maybe them others the next day woke up with a little itchy spot on their arm, started panicking. Oh, it's coming back. This other guy, man, he's living the life, living his best life. With his miracle from Jesus, he's living his best life. I'm whole. I'm whole. Let me tell you, that don't mean he won't stump his toe the next day. That don't mean he won't fall down and break his arm. But he's whole. Let me tell you, when God gets done with you and makes you whole, it don't mean you won't fall. Though a good man fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Whole people slip up. Whole people make mistakes. Whole people fall down, but whole people get up and keep going. Whole people keep serving God. Whole people have made another decision. I'm going to be the one that's going to turn around and glorify God. I'm going to be the one that's going to keep a praise on his lips. That cry for help, something else. Everybody wants deliverance. Cry for help is contagious. You don't believe me? Just walk into a store somewhere and start screaming like something's wrong. People just start screaming and run. Something must be going on with all that racket. But you walk in there and start walking through the store going, glory to God. That'd be called security. <laughs> Nobody's getting with that. You're getting escorted out. Before you know it, you got people rushing the door trying to get out. Everybody's, that cry for help's contagious, but I believe that, that glorifying God can be contagious. But I say this because if the cry for help is that powerful and brings results, then just think about this now. How much more is the power of one child of God full of the Holy Ghost has a miracle work in his life and he has a voice of praise on his lips. I'm, I quoted some of this earlier, but in Psalm chapter 8 and verse 2, put that up for me if you would. It says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. So now you'll find this scripture again. Jesus quotes it when they're trying to shut everybody up. They're praising him as he rides in to Jerusalem. And he's like, hey, can you, you got to shut these people up. And he said, have you not read that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? The Hebrew word strength right there is owls, O-W-Z, owls. And it means praise. God, you know, Jesus is not going to misquote himself. He just translated and so anybody that knew that scripture ought to have got a revelation. Whoa, wait a minute. So out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have perfected 
praise, which is strength, which is power. And you did that because of our enemies. You gave me praise because of my enemy. He didn't just give me praise for him. He gave me praise because of my enemies so I could steal or stop what was happening. When the kids acted up and going crazy, you say, be still. When the weather got out of sorts, Jesus said, be still, peace be still. And everything stopped and everything was calm. And he's saying, you've got the power to stop what the enemy and the avenger is doing if you don't lose your praise. What I'm telling you is that you cannot just get a miracle. You can't just cry for help, get a miracle and walk away and expect to keep going on. The miracle won't be enough. But when you decide I'm going to be the one and with a loud voice, I'm going to lift up some praise. God gave, praise is a weapon. Praise is something I can use. When the enemy's tormenting your mind, you just start singing a praise unto God. When you start feeling a little bad in your body, you just start praising God. When your world gets flipped upside down, you just start praising God. Somebody's got to be the one to be the example. How do I use this? How do I get through? Lift up your voice and praise this mighty God. What I'm going through is about to crush me. Then lift up your voice and praise the Lord. Because praise is a weapon. Praise is not something that we just, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. But praise is, is when you're like, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let's exalt his name together. Oh, yeah. I get a bonus at work. I'm going to be like, praise God. I get a check in the mail. I'll be like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to praise him. I get my house paid off, man. I'm going to have a bonfire and shout in the yard. And I'm going to thank God for it. I'm going to praise him for waking me up. I'm going to praise him for food on my table. I'm going to praise him for a great church that I pastor. But let me tell you something. When I am crying, when I am stressed, when I am discouraged, when I'm hurting inside and heartbroken, I'm going to say, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Because if I got any hope at all of coming out of this, I'm going to have a praise on my lips, honey. The cry for help won't work all the time. You better know, you better get a praise on your lips. In Ephesians, Paul wrote that we should speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. When? All the time. All the time, when you feel good, when you feel bad, speak to yourselves in psalms. Well, you got to know the psalms. So you start reading and looking in psalms, psalms 34 and 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Psalm 47 and 1. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. After you get a victory, don't lose your voice. After you get a healing and a miracle, don't lose your voice. Hey, come on. Don't lose your voice of praise. It would be the worst thing in the world to be a soldier that counted on his sword and you run right out in the middle of the battle and you reach down. I forgot to bring my sword. Can you wait just one moment? No. Because the enemy is like, I got you. <laughs> you got no weapon. You got nothing to fight me with. But I'm telling you that you can fight the darkest places of hell 
with a praise on your lips. Paul and Silas found themselves in the innermost prison. They had been whipped and beaten and locked up in chains and fetters. And and instead of crying and, and even crying for help, they began to pray and sing praises. And suddenly the floor began to shake and the building began to shake and the doors flew open and the chains fell off. Let me tell you, and all the people around heard what was going on. And because they were willing to be the one that would glorify God in their darkest hour, God came through like He always does. I want to make sure I don't lose my voice of praise. There will be a lot of things for you and I to go through as we live. Make sure. And you make sure you encourage me. You see your neighbor, you sit with somebody in church, and you're like, man, they usually kicking their shoes off and flipping around. If you see them sitting around like they ain't doing nothing, like they lost their best friend, you need to get over there and say, hey, what's going on? You usually, you usually throwing down on that place. What's going on with you? I asked somebody got upset with me about that one time. People I knew. Well, they was always up front, praising God, worshiping, carrying on. About two or three weeks in a row, they were sitting on their backside. So I was like, what's up? Well, I don't praise God for people to look at me. I knew right then there was something wrong. <laughs> I was like, I, Boy, that's awful. And I was like, really? So all this time for a couple of years now that you've been worshiping, praising God and going on, you just done? I know when something's wrong with you. I'm your pastor. Well, they got over it, and they got back to praising. Listen, people know. You got to kickstart them sometime. Hey, uh-uh, don't lose that praise. You shut that praise up, you ain't got nothing. What did I say earlier? The Bible says, here's a description of the dead. Besides being stinky, they don't praise the Lord. Hey, Lazarus was a good man. Jesus loved him. He couldn't praise God at all while he's in that tomb. But he was decaying, and he was stinking. The only Nobody even mentioned that. Anything about him, about any good deeds. The only thing they had to say about him, Lord, by this time, he stinks. You know what happens when you stop praising the Lord? It won't be long, you'll start stinking. Life will start stinking. And the only thing anybody have to say about you is, well, they sure do stink now. <laughs> well, come on. The dead praise not the Lord. You know why they did? Because they lost their weapon. And the enemy just did what he wanted to with them. Boy, when you got that praise... Hey, hey, you ain't even got to be accurate. It ain't like you got to be a dead-eye shot with it or, or know how to flip it or twirl it. All you got to do is open your mouth and let it out. Man, it's like a, it's like a grenade. It's like a bomb going off. Man, when, I'm going to bless the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's praise God in this sanctuary. Let's praise God in this house. Well, glory to God. <laughs> Yeah, devil's just getting blown everywhere. Spirit's going, getting driven out. Sickness is going, hard times going. Good feelings are coming back. Man, you're doing good, but you've got to use it. I'm glad that the praise is like a, like a Holy Ghost hand grenade. You just throw it in your situation. It'll take care of it. It'll get you through. It'll clear stuff out. Praise God. When Job was in trouble, he fell down and worshiped in the middle of his loss. I didn't even hear him say, God, help me. The Lord gave and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He realized that, hey, anything I've got, I'm blessed by God. If I've lost something, well, God's still good and I'm still his. And if I belong to God, God's going to take care of me. Job realized there was no amount of trouble that can erase the goodness that God has shown. Hey, I know what you're going through, but there ain't no amount of hell on earth that erases what God has already done for you. The Lord was uh, careful to warn His people about these kind of feelings. So I'm bringing you to a promised land. I want to give you cities and, 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 and towns and, and buildings and vineyards and land and all kind of stuff. You, you ain't going to have to build nothing. You ain't going to have to plant nothing. You're just going to live and eat. I'm going to take care of all of it. But He said, 
I also want you to be careful. You beware that you don't forget the Lord. Oh, I wouldn't, man, if God gave me all that, I wouldn't forget him. They did. And the Bible says, hey, don't for us not to boast against the branches that were broken off, which was Israel, because we stand by faith. You better know that if they were broken off, we can be too. He says, so beware lest you forget the Lord which brought you out of the land of Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage. Don't you forget where God brought you from? Oh, it's awful right now. So what? Suck it up. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Keep on praising God. Keep on serving God. We, you, me, we're not the only ones that's got trouble. We ain't the only ones that ever been through trouble. It comes to all of us. It rains on the just and it rains on the unjust. It happens. But there's one thing that we can all do, and that's keep praising God. You can keep praising God. You don't have to feel good to praise God. You don't have to feel bad to praise God. You can praise God regardless of your situation because it's not predicated on your feeling. It's praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Sometimes we do praise Him for His mighty acts, but if He don't do nothing else, He is still excellent and He is still great and He is still worthy of all the praise. Oh, I know it's hard sometimes to believe, even believe that a work's being done. But sometimes even when I don't see it, he's working. And he's preaching with these songs today. But when you glorify God, you know what you do? You let the whole world know. You let the spirit world know. You let the enemy know. And then you remind yourself that I'm not the same person that I was anymore that leper turned around and you know the first time when they got out to him they was far off but the next time he come right on up to him because he knew I'm not the same anymore I'm not breaking no laws now I'm not in trouble now the work has been done I tell you you can come on up to God now I'm not that person anymore when the enemy tempts you you just start praising God I'm not that person anymore. David encouraged himself in the Lord. When things got bad, he had wept and said to they could not weep anymore. And it said David encouraged himself in the Lord. He probably started praising God and thanking God for that line. He maybe went all the way back to past Goliath. He would go back to that line and that bear. Remember, but before I was king, before I was anybody, God was coming through. And now after he's called me and anointed me, he has not failed to come through. And God will come through even again. He said, God, shall I pursue? Yeah, pursue. Will I recover? You're going to recover it all. I tell you, praise will get you somewhere that nothing else will. So make sure you don't lose your voice. Honey, you can come to the music. I'm about ready to wind down. And if you'll stand with us. In Second Chronicles, there's a story that kind of bears out the principle, the same principle that we see here with these lepers. Jehoshaphat was being, and Israel was being threatened, and they were worried about all this enemy that was going to come against them. And in Second Chronicles 20 and 9, Jehoshaphat, he said, if when evil comes on us, as a sword, judgment, pestilence, famine, we stand before this house and in your presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. That cry for help is powerful. It gets God's attention. It gets God's attention. But there's another verse. Verse 22, after it, they do that. God speaks to them and gives them instructions. And it says in Second Chronicles 20 and 22, And when they began to sing and praise, when they did this, when they sang and praised, the Lord, He set ambushments against the children 
of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. It wasn't the cry only that got the enemy out of the way. But the Lord said, you're not even going to fight in this battle. You don't need to fight with swords and spears and none of that stuff. He said, I just want you to go out and start singing praises unto me. When he and Israel began to sing and praise God, here comes the Lord wiping out all the enemy, moving on their behalf. We tell you, your praise is more powerful than you'll ever know. Praise is not eye candy for the Lord. It's not icing on the cake. It's not the sweet stuff that's the goodies. Praise is a dangerous weapon to the enemy. That's why he'd love to shut your mouth and shut your praise up because he knows if, if you ain't praising, he don't care what you think in your mind. He don't care what you think in your heart. If he can shut your mouth, if he can close up your praise. But sometimes people maybe don't have a voice, so he said, praise him in the dance. Praise him on the instruments. Praise him with cymbals. But everything that has breath in some form or fashion, praise ye the Lord. Everything that's living, praise God so you don't die. I'm not talking about just physical death. I'm talking about spiritual death. So you don't lose your soul. Praise will help you hang on to your soul because it'll help you hang on to your faith. In Psalm 149, 5 and 6, the Lord tells us to be joyful glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Now, I am a saint of God, but I don't walk around town with a sword. But the Word of God is sharp and powerful as a two-edged sword. This Word's so solid, there ain't nothing can destroy it. It's forever settled. It ain't going nowhere. It'll always mean what it means. It'll always have the same power it's always had. And man, when you couple that with that praise. He said, let the praises of God, the high praises of God, be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. And so I'm going to open this altar for you today and give you a chance to be the one. You don't need to come pray asking for anything. Come praise Him. Would you lift your hands and your voice and walk down into this altar today and just praise God? Come on, somebody. Come on, you're going to make your way through. You're going to get better. This year has tried to take you out. Oh, but lift your voice. He looked the chandelier of us. Come on, praise Him. Lift your voice like a trumpet. Lift your voice like a trumpet.
praises be there man you've got a weapon that hell can't do nothing with you got a weapon that this world can't do nothing with hey you got a weapon that yourself can't do nothing with praise will keep you reminded of who you are because it's the saints of God with the high praises in their mouth it will remind you every time you wake up you lift your hands. Lord, I praise you for this day. You're simply reminding yourself who you are. And you're letting the day know who you are. Because let me tell you, the things of this world know the things of God. And the spirits of this world know about God. When Jesus would show up, they would say, we know who you are. That robe of flesh ain't fooling nobody. We know who you are. Let me tell you, when God's living inside of you and that praise is in your mouth, this robe of flesh, they they, they ain't deceived, they ain't fooled. The only time they don't know who you are is when they can't hear you. When they can't hear that praise. But they know don't just anybody go around with praise. Man, that's some more of God's people. I said it earlier, two are better than one. Before we go, find somebody. One, two, three, four, connect. Everybody holding hands with somebody. I know our musicians are. Even if y'all can get with somebody. Jake, get off the drums, whoever that's playing. Find you somebody. You guys, put you, put, you put those down. I'm going to stand with her. And we're going to praise God together in this house. You see, when everyone decides to be the one, look what you got. Just look to your left and right and look around. You'll see, when everybody decides to be the one, this is what you got. Come on now, lift your voice together in this house. Lord, I bless you at all times. And your praise will continually be in my mouth. Better together. Hallelujah. Two are better than one. We're going to praise him together. We're going to praise him in the good times. We're going to praise him in the trial. Hallelujah. We're going to praise him all the time. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, give him a hand clap and a shout now. 
Hallelujah. Praise Him. Clap your hands, all your people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One writer said, I thought I had it wrote down, but I don't know if I did or not. But He said, I will praise you while I have any being. As long as there's anything left, I'm going to praise you. I've heard of, of people, they had family members that, that they had gotten elderly and they had Alzheimer's. and They couldn't remember the names of their kids. Couldn't remember where they grew up. Couldn't remember what year it was. Didn't know a lot, but people would come in to visit with them and sit down and begin to sing songs, old hymnals and things like that, and they'd start praising God. I might not be able to even remember my name or who I am or how old I am, but I remember that, and they just start praising God, start worshiping the Lord. Let me tell you, as long as I've got breath, I want to be able to praise God. I want to be able to lift Him up because He's just been too good to me. How about you? Give Him one more hand clap and a shout of praise. Hallelujah. I'm telling the enemy right now, the people in this house are armed and dangerous. I got my concealed carry permit for my praise. <laughs> I, I carry it all the time. And just give me a reason to use it. Praise God. Ha ha. God's good. Hey, I love you. Watch night service Tuesday night at 930. Hope you'll come. Kick this new year out and pray this new year in. We're going to have a great time. We love you. Thank you for being with us today. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.